Afonso, from an editor's point of view, what makes a great actor? A great actor, for me, is somebody that reacts. It's somebody that can react to the moment, react to another actor, react to the text. Uh, so it does, it's, it's somebody that doesn't come... I mean, of course, the actors can prepare and they know what's going on, but somebody that sort of like can adjust to the moment and like react accordingly, you know. Uh, this film was interesting because with 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 Kate and Rooney, they were great at Carol. Well, Kate would try something, and Rooney would just follow suit and just go with that. So Todd could give directions and change directions to either one of the actors, and the other actor would react to it. And I think that makes it a good. It's somebody that listens, basically. Yeah, uh, and I think that makes a great, great actor. How closely are you working with a script when you're editing a film? Well, I use the script. Usually, what I do, I, I read the script, and then when the footage is coming in, I, I cut the scene as they they are. And when I do my first pass, the first assembly, then sometimes I read the script again, and just just to have an idea is like, okay, this may not be exactly the way it is, but it's, cl it's close to the script, it's close to it. I don't take anything out in the first pass. And then once Todd comes in, uh, or whatever director comes in, in this case, when Todd came in, then you kind of leave this, the script and you have to create the world based on what he shot, which is a little bit uh, different from, from um, the original script, so. How often do you see that with feature films where the movie takes a different shape from the script once you get it in post? I mean, I think it, it happens often. I mean, the, the films that I, I not re, like, I don't have relationship. I don't know, but the films that I work most times, you, it changes. It definitely, it, it's it, there's a leap and there's some uh, the differences. It's it's noticeable because you it's just once they're shooting something else. Interesting enough, the film that the closest it wasn't a film. The mini, the, the HBO miniseries, what I did with Todd, I think it was the closest thing that I've ever done that we almost didn't change anything. It was like to the T exactly the way it was in the script, which is kind of like fascinating. Uh, and I don't know why it was just happened to be that way, but it was like a five and a half hour piece. And it was just two things that we kind of shifted around. The, the rest was just like as is. And I didn't know that, I only knew, knew that because afterwards, after the whole thing was said and then I went back and read the script, it was like, wow, that's kind of amazing how little we, we shifted. At what point do you sign on to a movie in most cases? It depends. I think now I, I'd rather sign on from, from the very beginning, even from the script stage. So if the directors that I worked before, like with, with Todd or other directors that I had a chance to work before, I, I, they send me the script and I talk about the script in that sort of, if they want really specific ideas, I give them ideas or just read the script it's like, this is great or, or uh, and from then on get involved. But sometimes there, it could be the first, first time you work with the person. I would still love to, to get involved at least in be cutting while they're shooting because then you can give them, or you can give them feedback, uh, just, just as, as close as possible and as much as possible as an editor. I want to be there and want to be involved. I want to just, uh, just be part of the, of the creative process. So they're giving you dailies and then you're going in and sort of shaping that scene? From yeah. The, okay. On Carol, they were shooting in Cincinnati. My cutting room was in New York City. 
So they were, so they, they would shoot one day, they would ship the, the scene, the, the, the negative, they were shooting Super 16. So the negatives come to, to New York, they got scanned to 4K, get to my cutting room and I will cut. And Todd doesn't like to watch dailies. He just does not watch dailies. So I would watch the footage and I would just give him feedback, either email or text or be like, okay, this is, this is great, the, the, the shooting. And because it was being shot in Super 16. So there were things that you don't see anymore. So if there was any scratch in the negative, if there was like soft focus, or if there was hair in the gate and stuff like, oh, those are film things that you have to pay attention now that on Carol. So that's what I was doing. And then I would just I'd assemble as it came in, whatever scene I got that day, I cut that scene and I cut the whole film that day. I cut the whole film when it was finished shooting. And then Todd came in after he shot, he took a little break, he came back did very detailed notes, shot, sat by himself watching the whole, the footage, took detailed notes, gave it to me, and then I cut the film based on the notes. So, and then he came in and we start working together that way. How common is that for a director not want, to not want to see the dailies? And why? What is the logic behind that? I'm not really sure the logic behind for Todd. I think he just doesn't want to get too into his head about how things are working. He's, he, he wants to focus on building that world as he's directing and creating the visual world in, in av every possible way, not only in the photography, but with production design and costume design and everything. So he wants to be immersed in that world, not to be thinking, how's this gonna cut here, this, this, here. So kind of, he's trusting me to be, okay, you got it, so just keep doing it. What I think that there are directors that, that, the few directors that actually don't wanna, don't want to see anything, uh, but most of the times they want to take a look. Even they ask, "Can you can you do? Can you cut a scene together? Can we?" As it's going, they want. To, they're very interesting to know how it's shaping up. I'm sure there's different ones that want to be right there with you at all times, and then others that give you a lot of freedoms. So. Yeah, <laughs> I like to have the director in the room with me as much as possible. I really do because I think the the dialogue and how you you building and creating creating the scenes. We talk, 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 and then I can do something on the avid. And even if they're just on the side, not looking at me work, but doing something else, and then I can just right away be like, okay, how about this? It's like, okay, I have an idea. How about this? So I think there's a fluidity to have the director there and then just, and I think it's stimulating too, because I can, if the director's not there, and I understand sometimes directors just bore out of their minds to be in the cutting room because watching somebody cut is not, is not that easy because it's such an internal uh, process. But I like that you, you being like, your fire is always being stoked in a way because you're always having that conversation. If the director leaves and I'm, I've done something and I had to wait for him to come back, sometimes it's just sort of like, it's too much of a, the, and the flow may just be too slow. So having him around and Todd, and I know Todd likes to be in the cutting room. So it's, it's, it's perfect, it's great. Is there anyone else that comes into the cutting room as well? Is it just the director? Uh, it's just the director. I mean, unless he invites, I think Ed came in a couple of times and while I was cutting and uh, Todd wasn't around and, and I had asked Todd, is it okay to, to show stuff to, to Ed? And, so, and Todd says, of course, you can come in. But you, we don't, uh, my assistant is another, it's the person that I show the cuts and I want feed, like immediate feedback I come from my assistant. And then if something like, if Christine would come in or she, she never does or we want to show people, we do, but most of the time it's just, just us, just the two of us building it, like uh, finish the film that, that way. 
Do you choose an editing style before you begin cutting, or um, is that something that evolves over the film and working with the director? Absolutely. I don't. I think it's a, it would be a mistake if I like, I know how I'm going to do this. I, I don't know. I actually, I always part from the, the premise that when I'm going to cut the film, I don't know how I'm going to cut this film at all. I have no idea. Uh, in, a, in a good way, not like, oh, I don't know if I can, <laughs> but it's just, I, I just want to be informed by the footage. I don't be like, oh, this is going to be, you know, it's Todd Haynes or it's whatever, it's Jim, Jim Charmish. I know that I'm working with them, but I, I rather just understand what what the footage is. And then you can talk and when, when you have the dialogue, be like, oh, this is how it's going to be this way, this way. And you kind of inform and you inform not only by the footage, but by the dialogue. But I don't bring any preconceived uh, like ideas or notions or how this is going to be. It's just why why are um, cuts faster these days? Like I look at like let's say dinner with Andre versus the, you know the <laughs> Born Identity or, yeah. or, or even beyond that, and things have definitely sped up. Yeah, and 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 scenes are shorter and they're and the, it's cut much faster. Why do you think that is? I think. I think part of it, I think a little bit is impatience from the part of the audience, but I think a lot of it is because the audience is, is more, people watch so much now, so much more than ever, I think, of everything, that there is a level of just the quality of the viewers are higher. They understand and they perceive and they, they notice things faster. There's just like an understanding and, 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 and a, a reacting to, to, to the to material. There's much faster now than it used to be. Uh, and this was actually a little bit of a challenge with Carol because we knew because it was a love story and because the way Todd was directing the actors and because the way the actors were doing, delivering the lines in camera, that we needed to slow down. We needed to like, okay, this is not, we needed to, we, we had to earn the audience trust that the pace that we were going for was the right pace. I couldn't be like, she talks, she talks, he talks, she talks. You have to be like, she talks, she reacts, she reacts, she talks. Like a little bit like a, a half a step slower than you expect uh, some of the scenes to be. Uh, it was just something that we were, we were trying to, to to make sure that, that that pace was was the right pace and then people were kind of like guiding you through that that kind of rhythm, if, if that makes sense. It does, and I loved it. I'm wondering with a lot of films, is there a quicker cutting and either like bookending the film or and whereas in the middle maybe it's slower or maybe I'm just reversing it? Is, it is, uh -huh. it is, and, and even the, 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 the relationship between people, like uh, Therese with her boyfriend, everything is super, it's fast. It's very, she's very direct. He asks a question, she says no. They overlap, the dialogue is overlapped. So there is, a, there, there's more like that. There's, or it's Carol and Abby, they know each other. So there's no, there's no need for seduction or different pace or, or like pauses. They can just talk. They're talking because they know each other. So it's relationships that kind of di dictate the rhythms, and because the very beginning of the film and the very end of the film is the exact same scenes, not the very end, but the scenes in the, at the bar, at the hotel, uh, in the beginning, you just get half of what was going on, so it's the tail end. In the end, the scene is a little quicker, that Carol comes and sits down and says, do you hate me? And Teresa, no, it is quick. No, how could I hate you? 
and then is uncomfortable. So there is a change. And then as the film, the, as the scene progresses, it slows down, as you saw in the beginning. It's like they're reconnecting, they're relearning, they're re-seducting. Like the seduction happens again. So those are the things that there, there has to be contrast too. Like in the middle, some of the stuff, it's slow because it's Carol talking to her lawyer and learning and things like that. But some, some of the reactions between Harge and Abby, it's super confrontation. And they are stepping each other's foot there. Right. And she's just like, uh, this is happening. And he's like slamming the door. She's stopping. It's, it's, he has to be kind of more nervous because he, there's, there's tension. And there's tension in, in holding pauses longer than you expect. You create that sort of anticipation of what's coming next, or when it's coming. So. When you get notes to make a cut here or there, once you do that edit, do you then go back and watch the whole film again to see if it works, or just that scene? Uh, just that scene. I mean, eventually you watch the whole thing, but to, every time you do something, go back and just like take so long. You just you trust that what you're doing before it's working up to this point, and then if you want to do something, but you kind of you remember, you have kind of like the pulse of how things going, but. The good thing about editing, because it takes a while to do it, then you, you can try and retry and retry and kind of find that the right balance and uh, uh, rhythm of, of overall this sort of, it has to be a musical thing. It has to flow in a very certain way, like the, of the whole piece, you know. Afonso, looking at your IMDb page, mm -hmm. you have 44 editing credits, mm -hmm. which include True Detective, Winner's Bone, and Beast of the Southern Wild. Um, you've been editing since 1992, is that right? Or well, that I was a student film school, actually. I've been editing since my first real job was 1996. Okay, okay. So when would you say you became good at editing, and then when did you transition to excellent? <laughs> How, how, like, how many times, you know? I don't know. That's, don't, that's, uh -huh. hard, that's hard to say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still hoping that. I'm, I'm striving for the excellency, so I don't know if I became excellent yet. I think so. Uh, thank you. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I still love it the same way as the, my first film. I truly love. And I, st and I find that every movie that I do and every director that I work with, I'm learning something and I'm open and just like feeding somebody like Todd is it's just incredible it's like a, a master class in film and filmmaking and not only not only there's an aspect of editing too that's rarely been talked about is just it's not only a technical stuff but it, it's it's a social you spend 10 12 hours of your day every day for six months with a person so you really have to like this person and we really enjoy being in each other's company and talk about films and talk about other things not just the movie and uh, in those moments you learn, in those moments you like, he talks about music and books and, and, and things and you're just taking notes and films that he loves and stuff like that. So it's, I love that aspect too of being an editor and being with, with somebody like Todd. It's, it's, it's fantastic. But my goal is to get, still achieve more excellency than, than, than now and work, keep, keep working in projects like this. It's so kind of really incredible. When did you know you had the temperament to be an editor? Because things sound so great in theory, whether it's an actor and, oh yeah, I want to do this, but then the audition process burns a lot of people out, the rejection. Yeah. And then with editing, you're also alone a lot, behind <laughs> a computer a lot. Yeah, and, and it, it's, it's very, and you need to be super patient because it, it is about repetition. It's really about like, uh, 
it's a very detail-oriented job. And, and I just found myself when I was in film school, then I started cutting. It's like, oh, this is it. This is what I love because I can do the same. I can repeat the, the same thing 15, 20, 30, 100 times. And I, I can see the difference. And it'd be like, okay, I, I think this is, I find that this is better than this. And you, you, you kind of, your body respond is, is sort of intuition or it's God. I just, I, I like it, I love it, I'm interested and, and it's just, I'm patient, I think, and, and yeah, I think that's, that's what it is, I, I don't know, and it's like in, a pra in, in sort of in a practical term, that's what it is, I don't know if it's, I just have the mind to it, I guess. So you just knew that this was this, because you, you could see results, you could also be on your own, even yes. though you're getting notes, yeah. but you're kind of your own person yeah. while you're making those, you know. Yeah. Uh, and make sense of story, like sort of structurally, I can sometimes watch a story, it's like, okay, this, somehow I feel like the, if this is this and this is this, and if it do that that way, works, and I can, I have that kind of ability uh, to, to do that somehow, so I think that helps too.